Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from Jake and Joe's in Waltham, this is the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and you can get caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light, famous among friends. Also sponsored by Bletzer and Bletzer PC, developing longstanding relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you. And by Village Bank, your village your bank. Now it's time to talk BC football with the head coach, Steve Adazio. Here's the voice of the Eagles, John Meter Perel. Hi, what's good, everybody? It's great to have you with us from Jake and Joe's and Waltham on the BC football show. John Meter Perel with the coach, Steve Adazio. And of course, the old linebacker, Pete Cronin, is back after one week absence. We decided to bring him back, coach, because you know what? Mutrin said, hey, Pete, you can have it. And Hold on. Gladly accept. St. Edwards in Medfield was very appreciative of my absence. We raised a lot of money. I heard you were, you were doing God's work. We're bringing back the old veteran pro, right? We're here. Trying to buy my way into heaven. <laughs> um, good way. However you get there. <laughs> exactly. Good way to do it. But Coach, good to see you. And uh, we've said this many times on the show the last couple of years, but we appreciate you being a trooper here and you know putting you on the firing line a little bit. I know it's not easy after a loss, but it's life. It's life. It's part of the job. I know you kind of sign up for that. But, you know, Pete and I said throughout the game, this one's there for the take, and BC's playing well, two and a half, three quarters. We're thinking, all right, it's there. I'm sure you felt the same way on the sideline. Upon further review, uh, what did you learn from the game tape? Well, here's the deal, okay? I felt exactly that way. Um, We went in halftime, and I went in halftime. I sat down in there with the, the staff, and I said, we got this game. I mean, I felt like at that point in time they were kind of, we were kind of whacking them pretty good. We were moving the ball pretty well. On defense, you know, uh, we were stymieing them. Now, um, when you watch the tape, here's exactly what it is, okay? We knocked them off the ball up front. Our offense line played one of the best games they've played. Um, we did a lot of great things on offense. Had over 400 yards of offense. A lot of positive things happened. On defense, it's, a, it's, it's as bizarre as I can tell you. When you watch the tape, they didn't move our front guys an inch, okay? Yeah. Uh, they didn't throw the ball over our head. But what happened was we had seven plays on the tape. There are seven plays, run plays, that went for 330 yards. And we were, out of, we were out of gaps. Um, I mean, it wasn't like, oh, they must have knocked the crap out of you. No, I mean, they were kind of uncontested. And we missed some, we missed some fits at, in the back, back end that would have put a play down at 10 or 12 yards. But you talk about up front, I mean, we weren't blocked. And that's what drove everybody insane, the defensive coaches, everybody. And so it's, you know, we've got to have make sure we can't be out of gaps. We can't be lined up wrong. We can't miss those tackles in the back end. Yep. Um, but usually when you see that, it's because you're getting mauled. That wasn't the case. And, you know, that's what the tape was. I know the final score is like, oh, boy, they really they didn't. I mean, you were there. I mean. Right. I mean, watch the watch the video of the tape, and, and, you, and it'll tell the tale. Now, that doesn't mean that, hey, you lost the game, and that's the way it is. And uh, we got to fix those issues. 
you know, a big turning point in the game was that time we went for fourth and one. We didn't get it on the 30 going in, and they were able to take it 70 by converting two runs on third down. And I, that, that tilted that game right there. But I thought even after that, we came back. We went down the field. Beautiful 80-yard drive, throwing the ball. We looked, kind of, looked like a good outfit. And then, you know, the next time we thought we were confident we'd go down again. And after a 10-yard draw, we put the ball on the ground. So, you know, we kind of last week, I felt like we really made a lot of headway with the offense. Now we got dealt a tough blow last week with the defense, and now we've got to turn around and make some decisions and try to make as much headway as we can with the defense. And when we're doing this while we're playing some awfully good football teams. Yes. I mean, NIU, everybody asked about NIU. Well, they went and beat, beat Nebraska, Nebraska at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and now what we have to do is go ahead right now and we have to uh, – find a way to go down to Clemson and beat Clemson. Now, you were talking about uh, making some decisions. Is that personnel decisions, evaluating what you have and yeah. maybe bringing guys sooner than you'd like to to yep. put, put them in the mix? Yeah, I think so. And I think we also on defense got tired. I mean, we, you know, at the end of the game, we started you know, not playing with the same stinger. Um, you know, it's, it's weird. We ran um, about 90 plays on offense. We're like the fifth in the country with the amount of plays we've run, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so... What we need to do now is, you know, I think we need to rotate a few more people and try to keep our defense fresh. I think that was part of it, too, towards the end a little bit. Started getting a little tired. And that was our uncharacteristic from what we've seen, that that was, uh, you know, the gash plays was big runs. Those are guys who are good athletes. You know, I, there's no question about it. They didn't need much. They, give them a little bit, they take a mile. But the uh, very uncharacteristic for the defense to play like that. We, 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 yeah. It was yeah. just a function of... Of what timing, uh, poor execution, the point of attack, the, the the gap integrity got out of our gap, and we missed a couple of key key tackles. A couple tackles, we saw um, that. You know, they passed for about ninety yards. I mean, you know, bizarre. It was it was bizarre because uh, there's so many explosive plays. You guys had a ton too. Pete keeps track of chunk plays. What did you have? BC had fifteen. Fifteen. Which is unofficially, oh, but that's probably the most you've had, at least since the bowl game, definitely. I, think, I don't think in the bowl game you had 15. 15, 10 plus, a right. couple of explosives. And that's, to me, the offense is headed in the right direction. When you say you need to make changes defensively, one of the changes today I noticed was shifting Davon Jones to defense. What can you tell us about him playing linebacker? Well, we're going to take a look at Davon. He came in as a safety. Um, we moved him to offense. We love him. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's a real football guy. So we're just going to take, you know, we got to take a look. I mean, what you don't want to do is take a guy and take him out of contention as to play to, you know, but if he can fit that job description, we need to start building a little bit of depth there and make up for some of the injury situations. So he's a guy we're looking at, and uh, we'll see how that goes over the next couple of days. Well, that's, a, that's good depth at least. You can shift him. He's, he's, he's athletic enough to adjust? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's a powerful Powerful guy with tremendous ball skills, great change of direction. Right. Um, and he's kind of a baller, you know what I mean? Like he's got a he, he, football comes naturally to him. Good. But we got to see. I mean, there's a lot there. I mean, you know, we don't have training camp here right now, so you know, I mean, you got to try to get all this done in the, in, in, you know, in, as you guys know, in game weeks, there's only you know a couple of real working days in there, you know. Yeah. So you're trying to. We, we took a look at Sunday and take a look tomorrow and see if we feel like we can get him where we need to get him. You don't want to. You know, hurt a guy, you know, because he's, you know, there's an there's a adjustment period in there. Well, you look at the two weeks ago, uh, you know, you had some issues on offense. There, there, the 
advancement over a week period for offense was remarkable. Yeah. You get <clears throat> now you had a tough afternoon on defense. I suppose you could expect because it, now you've got focus and really back to fundamentals, back to gap integrity, back to some of the things that you were doing well that you may have gotten away from. You expect a big improvement on defense coming up this week, in spite of the fact that you're playing a darn good f football team. Yeah, I mean, we're playing probably the best team in the country right now, arguably, um, at their place. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, we've got to fix those issues. You know, I mean, it's one thing, like I said, if you're playing against a team and, 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 and they're overwhelming you and, and, and they're kind of getting the best of you, you know, physically, that's one thing. But if you're out of your gap, that's another thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've got to do now missing tackles. I mean, we're going to we're going to address that in practice, obviously. Um, all you can do is address your address your issues and uh, and work at them, you know, um, and that's what we're doing right yeah. now. Now, <clears throat> overlooked aspect of the game, unless something catastrophic happens, special teams. Yeah. Well, you guys, this is as good a group as I've seen you yeah. in five years. We have much. We have really upgraded our talent level, and that's reflective in special teams. People think of special teams, they always equate it to kicker. That's fine. That's a big piece of it, you know. Right. But there's 10 other guys on the field, and our coverage units right now are elite. They really are. Our kickoff return right now is really good. You're one block you know, away. I know. On many, <laughs> on many of them. I mean, oh, one we're, block. we're performing at a pretty high level. Our punt coverage is performing at a pretty high level. Our... Our kickoff coverage, I think, is outstanding. And, of course, we're kicking it out of the end zone right now. I think the one unit that we're trying to get up to speed and we were close in this game was punt return. Um, you know, we, we had a couple we were close on, but I'd like to see that improve a little bit. But I'm very, very pleased with where our special teams are. Very pleased. And, and that's usually reflective of we've upgraded our athletes. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's happened. Uh, so that's a good thing, you know. And, uh, you know. Right now, coming out of the game, the biggest thing we have to fix is letting up those seven plays for big yardage. I mean, you, you got to fix that, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and then that's, that's got obviously all of our attention, without a doubt. Another guy who's emerged here, it's definitely on Saturday, was Charlie Callanan, yeah, who, he agreed. who had a great game. He, he was our uh, IMG player of the game in honor of Joe and Anna Trusty, two of uh, Pete and I have great friends who perished in a plane crash. We honored him with that award, and it, he looked like he's coming into his own now as as a graduate student yeah i mean he's you know he's he's an older guy he's a fifth year guy it's real important to him he's worked real hard and i think he's you know you love to see those guys have their best years uh, in, in in their fifth year and i think charlie's right now often running to maybe to have his best year ever and uh and there's no one more deserving than him of that so i hope he can sustain that you know and uh He's put a lot of a lot of hard hard work into it, you know. Overall, Anthony Brown, I thought he played a very good game. Yeah, very good game. Yeah. Through through three games, pretty good representation. Yeah, played a great opening game. Had yep. some issues, but played a great game. I think the second game, we we we've, we've duly documented what we think happened in the second game. You know, I think the upheaval at the center position was a little overwhelming for a young guy. I mean, I wish you know, unfortunately. Uh, I wish, you know, we had had a different game to play that week. I'd like to have that one back, but, you know, you're not going to get it back. And uh, and I think An Anthony responded really, really well. You know, and, you know, we talked about it here on the radio show last week. We also tried to help him. And, um, you know, we tried to really cut down what we did, and we tried to put in some real sh uh, controlled play action and, and, and try to do as much as we could to try to take care of him. I mean, that was 
a lot with went into their decision at halftime, you know, before the half. I mean, it was all in an effort to try to guard him, to try to – he had a great look in his eye. Um, he felt good. And the last thing in the world we want to do is kind of put him in one of those situations where, you know, you – you know, you, you, you just you, you're trying to get too aggressive, and I tried that the week before. And uh, you know, we, 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 our goal was to to manage that. It was a big game atmosphere, and I thought he came out really great. I mean, we had the one turnover at, at the end of the game, and we had that. And you know, um, this is part of his maturation process. Is, is that one of those decisions, though? Maybe at midnight that night, you're thinking, "Man, I should have gone for it." Do you, do you do you do that? Um, no, not on that one. No. I mean, some of them, yes. Um, you know, on the third and one, I, 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 I probably said to myself, well, there's a couple things I would have liked to have done different. I mean, on the fourth and one, there's a couple things I would have liked to have done differently. Okay. On that one there, um, you know, I just, here, here's what I saw. I, I tell you the God's truth of what I saw. We decided to run a draw. The snap got bobbled. The exchange between John Hillman got bobbled. And I said to myself, hmm. we took one shot at the end zone. We, we decided to take a shot, you know, and we took that shot. And then we, and I saw that, and it, we, we were off target. And then we bobbled the next snap. And that's when I said, we got too much momentum here right now for a strip sack yeah. or a forced ball for a pick. And so, no, I mean, you know, no, get abused for that. That's fine. I mean, I've got to make that decision. I made it for that reason. You, you know, agree, disagree. That's why, you know, the world's full of different opinions. Um, you know, uh, and there's always going to be a call or two or three in every game that, quite frankly, you know, you're always going to look at. And, you know, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Um, I wish a week ago I didn't try to get the two-minute trail going uh, before the half, okay? But uh, that's life. Right. And uh, that's why there's, you know, People love to have an opinion, and I get it. And right. There's not much I can do about it. That's my explanation. That's why I did what I did. And I, you know, we don't do anything without a reason. It's not like, uh, you know, we have some conversation about this now. I mean, it's not, it's not one guy, okay? <laughs> right. I mean, and, uh, and and that's that's what goes into these things. And sometimes, you know, you have a thought process, and and, and, and it goes great. And sometimes it goes amok. And sometimes you'll look back and say, you know what? I wonder if that was the best thought process. In this particular case, I thought it was, and I still do. But, you know, there's always a reason to, to, to not know that. Somebody in the booth is actually commenting that that was the reason that you decided to go into the half with, without burning the timeouts. It's funny. We must be channeling. I don't know. It's, a, it's, all, it's all good. It's I all mean, good. it's all about your thought process. And like I said, you know, I'm responsible, you know, for that, like it or not. Okay? And... That quarterback, at that particular point in time, the most important thing for us was his confidence, okay? I couldn't see that guy get rattled at that stage of that game, nope. okay? And he didn't. Nope. And, and, and so I look at that as a win-win, okay? And, and, and that's it. It's almost, it's almost a lot of discussion to me about something. It was one piece of that. My God, I'm much more interested in the seven plays that went for 320, okay? If you want to know the truth. I mean, and, and, and get that fixed. Right. That's, that's really that's where, where my, that's, yeah. where, that's where my focus is right now and, 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 and what I, and, and continuing to develop us offensively um, and, and get ready to, you know, put a, a, a plan together to go down to, you know, Clemson right. and, 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 and play at the highest level. 
Certainly going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. It always is in Death Valley. He's Steve Adazio. We'll be back with the BC Football Show after this from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. Five of the play clock. Snap to Ryan. Back deep to pass at the 35. A lot of time. Man, does he have time. Chased by Ellis now. Ryan past the 30. Throw into the end zone for Calendar. Touchdown! Andre Calendar's got it! Touchdown! Boston College! Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter Perel. Yeah, one of the great moments of BC's recent history. Andre Callender catching a pass from Matt Ryan on a rainy Thursday night in Blacksburg in 2007. I think our producer, Steve Chaccio, was screaming in the background as we that call was made. But it was hard not to get caught up in that, Coach. That was one of the all-timers. BC was down all game, 55 minutes, playing in a bizarre rainstorm. And the last five minutes, they came alive. And a guy like Andre Callender made a big-time catch thanks to a big-time throw. And you need those type of players. You know that. And he's joining us right now on the phone line, one of the great BC running backs, Andre Callender. Hello. How are you, Andre? Good to hear from you. Hey, how you doing? We're doing great, thanks. And when you hear that call, when you go back to that game against Virginia Tech and go back to that season, you must look back very fondly. What did Boston College mean to you? What was the experience like for you? Oh, man, it means the world to me, man. I'm glad I made coming out of high school made that decision. It's been one of the best decisions of my life. And um, I got to meet a lot of people and play with a lot of good football players and um, be able to be able to be coached by a lot of good coaches. So um, I had nothing but great things to say about uh, Boston College. And one thing that you really did, Andre, at BC was you did everything. You were, you were a good blocking back. You were a good receiving back. You could run the football. You and L.V. Whitworth used to alternate in the backfield. <laughs> did you ever you know, realize that, man, I'm a well-rounded back? Uh, as I look back to it, yeah, I do. Now. Before, it was just um, I'll do anything just to, just to win, you know. And um, we, I think we all had that, that approach to the game that we'll do anything to win. And if it calls for, for us doing anything, whatever coaches ask us to do, we'll do just to, you know, come through with a win. And um, they always preach us to do more things to make yourself more valuable. And, and that's what we try to do, especially in the off season, to make ourselves more more valuable um, to our team. Andre, this is Pete Cronin. Good to hear your voice. Where are you these days? Uh, I'm, I'm back home in New Jersey now. I'm uh, a of a small uh, commercial cleaning company now. So I'm, I'm, I'm just starting that off. So I'm, uh, uh, you know, in the starting stages, getting that rolling, and um, also coaching high school football in Irvington, New Jersey. All right, got any, got any candidates? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always you know, putting the plug in for BC. That, right, that's good. always a plus. You know, we that's got. Good. You know, Jersey's a big, big home for uh, for Boston College. So I, I always see around and I look at the newspaper. I see a lot of guys going to BC. So that's always great to see. Well, you know, we we look back at, at your career in those 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 years and. It was not uncommon that Boston College was was a, a significant underdog going into many games. That one in Blacksburg was a perfect example of it. Uh, the game against Clemson, another example of it. But you found a way to win. Um, yeah. Any any advice for 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 us and what it, what it takes to win uh, and confronted with challenges like that? You know, I think you know at the, at the beginning of the thing you have to bring. In- you know, guys that are BC guys, you know, we always recruited BC guys and guys that just do anything, you know, as I said before, to win. And, and it starts in the off season, you know, team camaraderie, always being around each other, 
um, having each other's back when one's down. You know, as as Coach O'Brien can tell us, if one person goes down in the military, you know, the next guy has to pick it up and you know keep moving. And, and that's that was the mindset he he instilled in us as as a team. You know, and um, I think BC is, is there. You know, one step away, but we're we're going to be there again. Andre, what was it like playing with Matt Ryan, especially in 2007? Uh, throughout your career, you were a great receiver, 76 catches in 2007, second team All-ACC. What was it like to be in the huddle with him? Oh, it was great, man. He had so much poise, uh, leadership, you know, all the things, all the qualities you need to, to lead a team to, to where we got, to where we've been, and and he had it, and we, we all knew it, you know, and, and that's why when um, when he took over, uh, as the starting quarterback, we we all knew we were going to be heading in the right direction because we knew as as young Matt that he was going to be he was going to be good. He always had something about him that that pushed him past everyone else. Uh, the time he spent um, watching film, um, the extra time at the practice with the receivers and the running back, you know, we we knew we knew we had something special with him. So Andre, a couple of questions for you. Um, number one, I get this question a lot. Do you stay in touch with your teammates, guys you played with at BC? Uh, I, I do stay in touch with a couple of them. Um, guys, the Sherlis, the left tackle. Um, guys. Jolan Dunbar, Juan Triple, uh, Brandon Robinson. I've talked to, uh, I talked to a lot of guys. Uh, Clarence, Megua. i talked to a lot of these guys. That, um, you know, when I, especially when I, I'm so close to Boston, when I try to make trips up, I try to, I try to bounce around and see everybody because I know a lot of them are still in the area. So that, that's always a great time when I come back up to see those guys come to a game. I haven't actually been up to uh, be able to come up this year yet, but I, I hope hopefully I can come up to catch a game because me coaching high school football is kind of hard for me to come up on the weekend because I'm, I'm playing the same days as uh, the games are, but I'm going to at least try to make it up to one of these games this year. Uh, Andre, this is Steve Adazio. We really appreciate all your support and, and everything you've done for us here and obviously in the state of New Jersey. You've been awesome, man, so really want you uh, to hear that. We appreciate you. Uh, good to see you. Good to hear from you. Last time I saw you, we were, uh, I was at camp, brought some guys up to come, come to BC camp. So, you know, right. I'm here in New Jersey, so I'm, I'm probably bringing some more up again to see you. Well, you're, you're awesome, man. You're a BC man, and you're, you're a great person, great player, and we appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate everything. Best of luck to you the rest of the season. Thanks, Andre. Andre, thank you so much for joining us tonight. As Coach just said, a true BC guy. And there's no doubt that uh, you are remembered fondly at the Heights. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a nice day. You too, Andre. You, Andre. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Andre Callender, one of those guys, I'm sure you probably look to recruit him to this day, that defines what a BC guy is. Yeah, great guy. Not great a talented. star recruit. Yeah, talented, high, high, high character, great work ethic, uh, just a tremendous guy, great player, and uh, – fantastic you know and those are the guys that uh like he said you know that you know you're out there recruiting you're getting those guys and, right and, and uh they come in here and they develop and they become just awesome you know and speaking of running backs as we transition to what your backfield looks like now john hilleman ran with power he went, ran with abandon he did a lot of good things i know you probably like the fumble back and the fourth and one probably but over, overall to me that was one of the best games i've seen john hilleman play yeah, I mean, there's, you no, agree? Yeah, there's no question. I mean, he played one of his very best games. He he had a real mindset and demeanor and, and, and did a great job. And, and, and of course, A.J. went in and, and did some great things as well. And he has such promise. So, 
John's been a great mentor to AJ and in, in, in his development. And uh, of course, Travis Levy's gotten in for some couple of the key plays in there as well. So there's some real talent uh, in that backfield. And uh, you know, it was it was it was great to see our run game, you know, pop a little bit. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that the offensive line and the tight ends played pretty well in that game. I mean, we reestablished a chemistry again. We were so disrupted two weeks ago. What a shame. And uh, but but now that got much more under control. Now we got to take another step. We got to take this young center who I thought played a fabulous game. He's got to learn how to go do that now in a in, in a very loud, hostile stadium. And that's going to be another first. But uh, but he's a player, yep. and uh, he solidified us interiorly. I mean, he's a big man in there, and um, and that helped our run game. So I want to continue to see that development. Now that particular series. John and I were <clears throat> looking at each other going, and because it looked as though they were, they got their, it was hat on hat, they got their fits, they got a couple of, they got that disruption where you look at, like, where Andre had that big run, he's out by the numbers, and he cut back, and there was no interference coming from the interior. Yeah. And nothing but green, and, I, and my comment was, it's because everyone's on the ground. Because yeah. they got knocked down by the offensive line. So it gives, it gives the back an opportunity. But that's about as good as we've seen that, that unit operate that's well, how, this year. And that's they, how that unit was operating in preseason camp, okay? And, and uh, I really felt that, you know, uh, in, in game one, a couple of guys, for whatever reason, you know, we didn't handle some of the pickup, some of the movement and stuff early. But uh, I thought we went back and we solidified and we handled movement, twists, and pressures and I really and against and against good people. I mean, we, Notre Dame was a big physical defensive oh, yeah. front. Now, I mean, that's the other thing. You know, you know, we keep talking about those seven plays because we need to because they got to get fixed. But that's one of the better offensive lines in the country. And honestly, they didn't move our defensive line an inch. I mean, so there's positives in there. Now the negatives are what they are, and they got to get fixed. But the physicality on both sides up front in that game was pretty darn good. Now, and that's been a trademark for success here at Boston College is making, we joke, a lot of these teams want to come in, make it a track meet. Right. BC wants to make it a brawl. Right. And if you can get it to that brawl stage, you give yourself a really good chance to win. We gave ourselves into the brawl stage for, you know, 40 minutes, two and a half quarters. <laughs> and the back half of that, um, we gave up a couple of big plays in the back half of that third period, you know. And, uh, and then we were playing catch up at the end, trying to chuck the ball around, which you know, led to an interception, led to, you know, a couple of things. And that's, you know, at that point, you know, I'm, we're just interested in trying to win the game and, and not interested in, you know, worried about, well, we're, we're, we're kind of down a path that we're not, you know, polished enough there yet, you know, but that, that's the that's the facts. And put the defense on the short field a couple of times. I mean, you know, everybody, you know, that, that's reality too. Yeah. BC football show will continue from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. More about the Clemson game coming up on Saturday at 3.30. After this, from our good friends at Anheuser-Busch. Fumble, Wimbush diving, PC diving. I think the Eagles may have it at the 31-yard line. They do. Boston College football. Wimbush lost the football, and Kevin Bletzer picked it up for his first career fumble recovery. Welcome back to the Boston College football show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter Perel. The next man up, Kevin Bletzer, filling in for the injured Connor Strahan on Saturday. Welcome back to the BC Football Show. It's good to have you with us. Jami DePerel, Steve Adazio, and Pete Cronin. Bletzer and Bletzer PC, a full-service law firm. They've been in practice for over 50 years. They're conveniently located 
in Brighton. You can go to BletzerLaw.com for more information. His father always around the program, good player at Holy Cross, and I know he must have been very proud. Kevin, I thought, acquitted himself well. Kevin did a great job and uh, played a lot of football on Saturday, special teams and on defense, and and uh, took the responsibility on and handled it quite well. He's a great kid, uh, working real hard, and, uh, you know, going to continue to have an opportunity to develop. The Conestrahan loss, first of all, give us an update of where he stands right now. Do we know? Uh, no. Um, he's in the process of, uh, you know, um, gathering all the information to be able to make a good decision here, I would think, over the next, uh, you know, couple days. And obviously a significant blow. What do you have to do to compensate for that absence? <clears throat> well, with Connor, you know, first of all, he, he was a Mike backer here. Then we moved him to Sam backer. And you're talking about a, a, a draftable guy. You're talking about one of the top four players on your team, kind of like John Baker. You know, they're not, it's not just a guy. I mean, yep. he was an impact player. So... You did some things because he had the ability to do them. He had a very, Connor has a unique ability that not only is he powerful, but he's extremely fast. Those are guys are hard to come by. We have played with NFL outside backers here, right? Um, all three guys, and Matt, you know, Milano is on, is on the active yeah. roster of the Bills. You got KPL, you got Josh Kyes, right? That's what we've played with. And uh, that position's, you know, in the structure of the defense we're in, that position's a critical, critical position. So, and uh, and Kevin's done a really nice job, and, you know, we're, behind him is a true freshman. <laughs> so, you know, we've got to solidify. There's some job description. Everyone's different in their, what their special talents are. Right. And it's, you know, we've got to make sure that we've got the right job description for the people we have playing that position right now. Quite simply, I mean, you know, it's not that complicated, but it's hard when you got one guy there right now and his backup is a true freshman who's a talented guy in his own right, but he's a true freshman right now. So, you know, those are the things we have to adjust and talk about and, you know, and, and, and see which, you know, direction we want to kind of start moving towards to put your best players on the field and, give them, and let them have the ability to do what they can do the best. Now, that position for several years now has been a strong suit of the defense. Lots of depth there, but you seem like you got thin real quick. Obviously, the injury is an, has an effect on that, especially to your, your best defensive player. But it just how did you, how did how did you get thin that, that quick? We had three drafted guys. I mean, you went through a run of three draftable guys, right. and um, you know we think we you know Kevin's done a really nice job for us, and we think we have a true freshman that's super talented. And so, you know, it's you're kind of a got to every once in a while certain positions, you're in a real reload. Yep. But that particular position is very unique, and you're not always necessarily going to find the right the kid, guy right. for that job description. So sometimes you might have to retweak how you reconfigure think. how your thinking is. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, there are years where you don't have a big back. Well, then you got to reconfigure the kind of run game you're going to run if you don't have a bit. You're not always going to have to say, well, just go get one. Well, it doesn't work that way. I mean, this, you know, you get what you, you know, what you can get, too. I mean, you know, right. I mean, best available. So it's, it's like that across the board. Some years you might be heavy in, in defensive linemen more than you are in linebackers, and maybe you should shift to a 3-4 at that point in time. I mean, there's some things that you have to talk about, um, and, and those discussions have to be made. And, and those are great when you have a plan in the offseason, and, you know, you 
plans are made to be broke and changed, and uh, sometimes by choice and sometimes not. Right. So that's life. Now, guys like us and Pete and I, we look at numbers. We're numbers guys, and we see Harold Landry only has one sack thus far. Uh, maybe not on the field as much as he has been in the past. We say, you know, what's going on? Is there a problem there with an injury? Is well, he's not not on the field more than he's been in the past. That's not an accurate statement. What is accurate, though, is like a lot of NFL teams, like a lot of teams do, they try to take their pass rushers and keep them fresh for the important third downs where they can be difference makers, okay? And, and that's what you're trying to do. If you take a guy and you make him just an every-down player, you're not going to get the same guy on third down. Now, having said that, based on where we are, guys banged up and things, you know, those numbers may have to increase just based on sheer, sheer need to increase. But the same coaches on that side of the ball in the same position coach made the same decisions before right. okay nothing's changed There's not someone else calling that shot over there okay yep. and that development was pristine and meticulous and, and great and, and and numbers aren't always going to be the same there's a lot of reasons why they're not we're getting a lot of, they didn't throw the ball i mean they threw the ball for 90 yards i mean Correct. okay i mean that wasn't that game right. all right and and certain teams protections are different there's two-man route combinations instead of getting five out and there's a lot of factors here so you know yes you know we want harold to be on as much as he can be on the field and uh but his special talent is rushing the quarterback that's his special talent okay so we want to give him that best opportunity to do that. And he's also a focal point of every offense that comes in. You know they're game planning for him every single minute. I mean, we're not not trying to have him on the field because, you know, there's, there's, there's no ulterior motive here, okay? No, no, I wouldn't think there would be. Yeah. Oh, it's all good. This is, now he's going <clears> to – he, as well as uh, the rest of his teammates, have a big test in front of him this week. And, uh, you know, shifting gears out of, out of last week and start looking to the next – doesn't get any easier. Uh, probably best team in the country on the on the schedule Saturday, in their yeah. place. Yeah. Uh, but who cares? Nobody. <laughs> no one does. No Nobody. one does. They yeah. got to go play them, right? No, you got to go play them. And and you know we're in a very competitive conference. We're in the most competitive side of it, and uh, you're going to play these teams, and where and how, and the dates that you play them, you have no control over that. You know. What you have control over is trying to get a little better every day, try to get a little better every game. And, 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 that's, and that's what we want to do, and we did. We felt like we improved, especially on offense, uh, and, I, and we, will, we will regroup uh, on defense and correct some of those issues. And Kelly Bryant, our quarterback, they replaced Deshaun Watson, who's in the NFL in Houston. Bryant looks very good. Looks like a guy similar to what you faced this week, can run. Uh, I can throw. Can I mean, throw, too. He's a... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's, a, he's an excellent quarterback. I mean, he runs like Murphy used to run here. Yeah. He, he can really throw the ball. He's been there for three years. He's been in waiting, and uh, he's absorbed well. And uh, he's an elite player. I mean, and uh, I think he's playing at a high level. they got some great receivers. Their offensive line is very good, very good. And uh, they're, they're a heck of a football team. You know, they've been good on defense. That's not a, that's not a new phenomenon. Um, you know, they're, 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 they have an opportunity to get some of the elite players in the country there. And, and, and you can see that on the tape. And you also see graduate student, redshirt senior, redshirt junior, graduate student, graduate student, along that offensive line. And I know, you, you know you've said that many times. It's about the development. And he's developed that program. Clemson, everyone says Clemson's loaded every year. Yeah, they're loaded every year, but it's also a developing situation for them too. Yeah, I mean, they've done a great job recruiting. They, they have... 
the best out of everything on their fingertips, okay? And they've made good decisions. And, um, and they've had the ability since they've recruited really well, and he's been there a long time now, to get these kids into their fourth and fifth years. They're not playing guys prematurely right now. And they're in that cycle. And, uh, you know, and, and more power to them and more, you know, more credit to them. I mean, they, there was a time where they were not in that cycle. Now they are in that cycle. And, and, they're, and they're pretty talented. But football is cyclical. And, 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 and those, those things have a tendency to, you know, to roll. I mean, you know, Matt Ryan doesn't come through the doors every day. And, you know, they, they, you know sometimes at that level, at places I've been there at other programs where you, it can be 10 and 12 and 15 years before a guy of that level can, can roll through. They're unique. Right. All right. And uh, Deshaun was a unique guy. Um, so, you know. Uh, Arguably their greatest player ever. That's, that's saying a lot. I mean, you can speak to that. I can't. I, you know, I, I'm not the historian on Clemson, but I mean, yeah. he certainly, he certainly is. He's right talented. up there. That's I mean, he's still, you know, he's playing and he's an NFL player. Right. I, mean, I thought the guy was an exceptional leader. He had a poise to him. I really liked him as a player. How do you manage the environment? How do you manage the noise, the fury of Clemson? Well, um, you know, you try to put your kids. Simplify so that they can have a chance to perform at a high level. Don't go in there with a bunch of checks. Don't go in there with a bunch of motions. You know, try to keep things as simple as you can. And uh, especially when you have a young quarterback, because the communication gets stressed. Now you got a young center and a young quarterback, so you try to eliminate communication problems to the best of your ability. But to say you're not going to have any, everybody does. Yeah. Just a fact of life. You know, the kind of environment that environment is. It's unique. I mean, I you know. I've, Spent seven years in, 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 in that world. Right. Uh, it's different, okay? It's like jet engines going off. You can't hear yourself talk, think, or anything else. I mean, and we'll do the best we can, like we always do, to prepare our guys to the best of their ability. But that's a little bit of something they have to experience. And you have to have a poise and a comfort to you in there with that, you know? But we will reduce the opportunity for operational errors going into this game. Are you a good a lot of <coughs> signs or and uh, silent communication on offense, when, especially when you're, uh, when you're in this, this up-tempo. You get guys running all around. There's a lot of, well, nonverbal. nonverbal communication. Yeah, so that helps us. We've been nonverbal the whole time. In fact, if you come by practice, even from the beginning of training camp, I blared, blared the crowd noise because I didn't want the coaches screaming things because I wanted to train them nonverbally. So they're trained nonverbally. But there's still cadence issues in that noise, even under center, just from the quarterback barking it to the tight end. And, 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 and there'll, there'll be some of that, you know, and, the, and that ability to fire out is not as quick as it can be sometimes when you can clearly hear a, a, a real cadence. Most people are completely silent in cadence down there, you know, in shotgun. But we'll be under center a fair amount. There's not a better sound in that stadium than when Boston College shuts those people up. Yeah. And it's happened. Oh, sure. You can hear a pin drop. And yeah. that's when you know you get the upper hand. It's deafening. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, silence is deafening. <laughs> silence is deafening. Yeah. And, you know, getting the upper hand uh, in, 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 uh, at the level they're at right now, that's the job in front of you. That's the chore, you know, because uh, they uh, they got some pretty talented players out there right now. And uh, they're playing at a very, very high level. And uh, But that's why you play the game. Um you know, one thing I'd like I told our kids, we're going to go down there. Like we, one thing we did against them, we hit them in the mouth. We're going to go down and hit them in the mouth again. We're going to do that, okay? And uh, we've got to be as consistent as we can. Uh, we've got to limit the turnovers. We've got to, you know, limit the uh, mental assignments, get everything lined up and, and rock and roll. That's why I think simple is better. 
um, at this stage of the game uh, down there. And that will lead us to our keys of the game coming up with Coach Adazio as the BC Football Show continues after this from Anheuser-Busch. Brown of the shotgun, three wides right, single back Jones. Brown back to pass on the 22. Puts it up for grabs, right pylon, touchdown! Brought down by Charlie Callahan, his second touchdown of the day. Good throw by Anthony Brown on fourth and goal at the 14. Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter Farrell. And whenever BC visits Clemson, it's always fun to check out the sights and sounds of Death Valley and what a great way to do it on Friday night at the Esso Club, the so-called best bar in college football. The BC Gridiron Club will be there from 3 to 7 on Friday night, also there on Saturday before the game. But Paul Crisioni, the mayor, will have his crew there, Coach. I know you can't get there, but if you're in the area, go to the Esso Club and check out Paul Crisioni with some great food, frivolity, some Cronin specialties, you know, like the... Frivolity? Is something that wrong mean? with your elbow? Yeah. What is frivolity? Like, hang, like on, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just want to know what frivolity, frivolity means. means uh, I mean, I went to Central times. Connecticut, but I don't know what frivolity good means. Good times. Really? Can I look that up if I Google it? Look it up right now. It's like, right. like it's being a, frivolous. It's slight and... Right. That's an Ithaca College word. It, all right. Well, that's a higher... Uh, <laughs> higher level than Central Connecticut? of education. Bottom line, it's going to be fun. Because it always is with the Gridiron Club. And they'll be there. They'll be there at the Esso Club on Friday from 3 to 7. Frivolity. Frivolity. Good word. That might have been a soggy dollar word at one point. Possible. Yes. Josh just looked it up. A lack of seriousness, lightheartedness is the definition. Kudos to you. (laughs) Very nice. All right. Pat myself on the back. Our keys to the game brought to you by McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, now owned by BC alum Matt McGovern. They have a great selection of over 400 cars to choose from. 777 Washington Street in Newton or McGovern Jeep Dot com. All right, Coach, line it up for us. One thing that we know about your offensive line is rapidly improving. Also allowed just four sacks through three games. We're going up against a Clemson defensive line that many people think have three first-round picks. Right. So great challenge for us. I think, um, first of all, as a team, you know, you know, especially on offense, right, operationally, in that climate, we've got to make sure we do a great job, right? Nonverbal communication, as we talked about, really critical. We've got to get away from the pre-snap penalties, you know, um, and we've got to take care of the football. And I think that's really important. And then handle the multiple – they have a very multiple defense with multiplicity of stunts and blitzes, and we've got to have a great week handling that. On defense, obviously, we've got to take care of our gap integrity, and we've got to tackle at a high level. These are – really elite athletes that will make you miss in space. So, you know, our ability on defense to, to, to not let up the big plays that we have let up is going to be critical in this game. So, and then I think, you know, one thing, we played really well in special teams, but what, and, and, but what we didn't do was have a game breaker. And, you know, we're, we're close, but we need a game breaker or two on special teams. I mean, that'll, that'll go a long way. And I think that'll probably be important in this game. Obviously, field position is important. You put them on the short field, you got problems. So we got a lot of things cut up for us this week. But, uh, you know, as usual, our guys have a great mentality and uh, are really excited about the challenge, and we'll have a great practice tomorrow. A lot of times you look at a team and you say, all right, there's a weakness we can exploit. Is Clemson that type of team you look at and say, yeah. you know what, there's something there we can take advantage of? You know, quite frankly, I wouldn't say that there's one thing there that you say that's a weakness. 
Um, I, I, I don't see that. I mean, I think they're a really good, solid football team. But like anybody else, you gotta, you know, you got to do what you do best and see if you can do it at a high level. And, uh, and, and, and everyone's got to do that. they got to do that too. And then, you, you know, you go head-to-head you, and you try to, um, you know, make, play physical. One thing we'll do is play them very physical. They don't see a lot of offenses like us. They see more spread offenses. And we've got to be able to give them things that they don't see and do it at a high level. Do what we do and do it as well as we can do it. That's the key to the whole thing. It's execution, really. And, uh, you know, and play the game. There's a, <clears throat> we were talking last week about the importance of playing complementary football. And you played complementary football until that one pivot point where you gotta, you didn't convert on the fourth down and you need defense to make a stop. And that was like, that's when the air started to get out, get, be let out of the balloon. Did, did your kids understand that they, they, they have a, a couple of moments in every game where essentially they got to suffer the consequences for, for their teammates' mistakes? Yeah, I mean, it's just accountability. But, you know, if you miss a fourth down and one going in on the 30, that doesn't equate to having to give up 70. I mean, Agreed. you know, and, and, and nor should you turn the ball over on – you know, and put your defense backed up. And, and so that's where complimentary football comes in. But, you know, um, I think the, 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 the challenge is, is understanding how, you know, every play can be a game-changing play, you know, and, and, and that's the way it is right now. And, uh, you know, the mental strain, it's not good 80% of the time, 90% of the time. You've know, you got to get it to 100% of the time. Uh, so it's you know it's it's critically important. I think the talent and the ability and the and the work ethic they're really good right now. Now we've got to get a much higher level of execution on both sides of the football right now, and uh, and, and and keep improving. But there's reason to see good things coming with the talent level that you see. I mean, you can say all that, but if you don't have the weapons on offense, you're not going to do anything. And we do. And now we've got to develop those weapons. You know, and they're and, and we're in the process of that. Certainly are. A lot of good things to come. I think we're both in agreement on that. Coach Dazio, thanks again, man. Great to see you. My pleasure. Go get him. Thanks, guys. Steve Adazio on the BC Football Show. Special thanks to our producer, Steve Chach, Chachio, Jason Baum from the BC Sports Information Department, Barry Gallup, Paul Crescione, a cast of thousands, Clinton Cole back in the studio. For Pete Cronin, I'm John Mita Perel and the coach, Steve Adazio. Join us again on Saturday at 3 on the BC IMG Sports Network. The Eagles and Clemson from Death Valley. Until then, have a great week, everybody, and good night from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 